Help make sure that the magic never ends. Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help. Kind of sucked. Huh. Can you guys hear me in the chat room? Anybody in the chat room, can you hear me? Thanks, Matt. Oh, well, that was awesome. Uh, let's try this again. Um, let's give ourselves a proper, proper intro. Stand by. Technical difficulties, as always, with Blog Talk Radio. Stand by. Give me the flaccid dawn with plenty of tailing fish and the perfect fly rod yeah. and get ready for some magic. Awesome Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never ends. Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help. Looking for a group of kayak anglers to share your kayak fishing adventures with? Check out yakangler.com, your ultimate fishing resource. There you go. Now I feel like uh, I feel like we actually did something there. Welcome to the Monday Night Show, also known as the Redfish Chuck Show. I'm your host, Charles Levi. Um, I don't know if we're going to be joined by our co-hosts or not tonight there. Anxiously awaiting their introduction to the duck hunting location down around the Fellsmere area. So, sitting around the duck camp, as they like to say. I like to call it the parking lot. <laughs> they make it sound a lot more prestigious than what it really is. They, they call it the duck camp, but what they're really doing is just sitting in line, hoping to get a number so they can go in and kill some ducks. So... We'll see if we hear from them here shortly. 
Um, tonight we're going to discuss a little bit about just your Christmas wish lists and things like that. And then, uh, sight fishing, clear water, as we are starting to find now, the hardest redfish in the world to catch here on the space coast. Um, we are known for that, for our redfish being a little bit better educated or more educated and spooky than most other places. So uh, a couple little tips and tricks when it comes to sight fishing um, redfish that are in our neck of the woods, so to speak. So um, cool. As always, our guest line is open. Feel free to call in at any time, 714-816-4727. 714-816-4727. If you, had it, if you have anything to add to tonight's conversation, uh, feel free to call in. I'd like to hear from you. Um, also, a little bit later on in the show, probably about the, the midway por- portion, probably around 8.30-ish, we're going to uh, announce how one lucky person will win a brand-new Akuma RTX spinning reel. Uh, there will be a little bit of a challenge when it comes to this RTX spinning reel. How, how are you going to win it? So, you know, Bear with me on this one. I had to try and come up with something cool, and I figured that there's no better way to do it than to promote something on Facebook, it seems. So that's your first clue. You'll be promoting something on Facebook. Most of you guys will probably be able to figure that out. But anyhow, so let's see what else is going on. Um, Well... I, uh, I noticed that a few more people have signed up for the Adventure Fishing World Championship that's still taking place, while be it not from the same location that it was originally intended to be, lo- uh, be run from, but it is going to still take place in, uh, down in Flamingo, which should be pretty awesome. Uh, looking forward to that. I've never fished down that way, so uh, I heard it's filling up. There's only two more spots allegedly av- available for this tournament. If... Uh, if you have not signed up and you're thinking about it, you better jump on it because uh, you're not going to want to get left out in the cold on this one. If anybody who's listening to the show fish the first one, you know from experience that it, it's going to be a challenging event for sure. I know that uh, I think John and some of the guys from uh, Native went down to Flamingo this past weekend and did some scouting around and looking for places where they could put checkpoints. So be prepared. Be prepared to get your butt kicked. Um, but uh, be prepared to get your butt kicked and, and uh, enjoy the ride, so to speak. So we'll see how, how that all turns out. But let's see. I got a caller on the line. Let's see what we got here. Three, two, one. Welcome to Kayak Fishing Radio. It's me. It's Wade. It's Wade. <laughs> it's the it's the mayor. Hold on a second, Wade. I don't know. Intro music. There you go. I figure your co-host abandoned you. I would call in. I appreciate it, brother. You know what? I'm I'm starting to think that they're not uh they're not very loyal to this program we're trying to put on here. You know that that's like two Mondays well, now. 
What? It is duck hunting season, so. No, 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 no. Don't try and cover for him there, Mr. Wade. <laughs> you know, hey, you can duck hunt on Tuesday. I got their back. On, huh? I got their back. I'll always try and cover for them. Yeah, whatever. You can duck hunt on Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, any other day of the week. But you can't, can't not have reception on Monday night down this plan. I hope those guys yeah. kill it. I know they've been having a hard time down south um, finding good numbers of ducks while – there is no shortage of ducks in the Merritt Island Wildlife Refuge. I'm I'm not a duck expert, but me neither. I, I, if, I don't know anything about it. But if it quacks like a duck, it swims like a duck. It's probably a duck. And uh, I took the boys out for a little ride around the uh, Merritt, Island Wildlife, Merritt Island Wildlife Refuge. Excuse me, um, today, and there were a lot of them, and along with all of the ducks, there were millions and millions of mosquitoes and tons of tourists, mainly really? folks from, yeah, oh, God, man, the place was packed full of people with very expensive cameras looking at ducks. So, you know, I do the same thing every year. You know, I get into this little fit of rage every now and again when one's standing in the middle of the road and they won't move because they're trying to get their picture. So I just start laying yeah. on the horn. You know, if you lay on the horn and scare all the ducks away and all the birds away, they'll move. So, you know, yeah. it happens. What it is with the mosquitoes when the air's cooling down like it is. It's kind of chilly out tonight. Yeah, but, you know, we've only had, like, uh, two, maybe three cold fronts. So it hasn't really been, like, super cold. Heck, it was 80 degrees right before it cooled down at night. You know, it was 80 yeah. degrees, like, two days ago. So it's, uh, it, it, it's, not, it's not killing off all that larva, larvae. Whatever. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even know. I haven't been on the water since uh, Allen's Cars Tournament. I haven't. Uh, that's the last time I fished. It's so unusual for me. I'm out every weekend, man. My shoulder's been hurting so bad, but I found out I don't have to have a shoulder surgery. I just got a cortisone shot and therapy and stuff like that. So. Well, that's good news. Still feeling a little. Still feeling a little weak, but my pedal crafts be showing up this weekend. I think. Nice. That'll cure that. Not- are you uh, are you still planning on fishing the Adventure Fishing World Championships with our boy Randy English? Oh yeah, that's the plan. Fan- fantastic. Even if I have to, even if I have to hurt it some more, I always plan on doing that. But I should be getting my my propel here this weekend. I think I think it's coming nice. up this weekend. Nice. So I'm itching to get back on the water. I just uh, I've just been in. Pain, man. I, and I'm just—I was shocked that he's saying I don't have to have surgery. I just got—I don't have any major tear. I got a couple minor tears and some bone spurs. So we're gonna try and deal with it with therapy. Very cool, man. Just found well, that out Friday. Well, I'm glad that uh, you're not gonna have to go underneath the knife. So that's good. Not going under the knife for that. I'm going. I'm having a little surgery this Friday, but not for that. <laughs> more, more old man stuff. Yeah. Gotta go get the gotta go get the, 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 the camera view, you know. Yeah, well uh, Sounds like gotta a lot of fun. The, got the, gotta get the camera in the nether regions. <laughs> nether the nether regions. Cool. Well, um that's awesome, man. so so let's uh let's talk a little bit about fishing real quick. We will get into we'll talk a little bit about um you know, Christmas wish list, whatever. you know, products you may have seen come out in the latter half of this year that you might would like to have uh, 
the jolly fellow drop off at your homestead. But let's talk real yeah, quick I, about uh, what's that. I was just gonna. Uh, what's what's on your wish list? What do you got coming your way? There's always something to buy, man. There's always <laughs> something to get. So much stuff out there. Let me tell you, I've uh, since opening up KBB Outfitters, I've really kind of uh, I've been. I've been a lot deeper into what's new and exciting than I normally am because this is obviously, you know, a business that I'm running. So um, there's a lot of stuff that I, that I would love to have. I don't know that there's a lot of stuff that I absolutely need. Um, One item that I would love to have uh, underneath the tree, which I know is not going to happen, (laughs) but would be one of those new power pole micros. Um, Yeah, that's a, that's an expensive gift. That's it is. It is a very expensive gift, and you know what? But and I'll go, I'll go to bat for power power pole. When I say that, uh, it is a pretty pretty awesome piece of equipment for the right size boat or kayak. Um, Have you uh, operated one or anything like that, or had one in your hands? I just I'm wondering how heavy they are and all that. They weigh they they weigh less than seven pounds. And, oh, really? Uh, no? Yeah. Yeah, they weigh less than seven pounds. I played with one out in well, – actually, I played with a couple of them out in Vegas. And uh, they had one set up on a big tuna uh, above the booth at the power pole booth. And they had one set up on a um, – oh, man, brain fart. What's the new boat Jackson's coming out with? The big the big rig? Big rig. They yeah. had one of them set up on that. And uh, I could play with it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I got to play with the, the power pole a little bit on that. And, you know, I read uh, Sam Root's um, review on it. I see that he's still using it. He still likes it. You know, for what we do here on the Space Coast, it makes sense uh, to me, especially in a pro angler, to uh, be hands-free while fishing and then basically be hands-free to stop, you know, when we yeah. see fish coming. How strong is that thing? The reason I'm asking is if you drive that thing in the ground, all of a sudden it hits a piece of cocaine or something, it just picks your boat up out of the water. Has it got some kind of limit that it won't allow it to do that? Well, no idea. I, think that, I think that the downforce on it is is uh, it's somewhere in like I think it's somewhere in the 20 pound range, something like that. So that ain't enough to lift the boat. No, it's not enough to lift the boat. It's enough to when when you go to drive it in, if it goes to stop, you'll you'll know it stops. I mean, it, it ain't. I don't yeah. think it's gonna lift the boat up, especially yeah. not like PA with my big butt in it. But uh, not not twenty you, you know, pounds with my big butt in it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, one of the things that um that I really like about the idea of having a power pole um, again is the ability to be able to stop pretty much right away without having to pick up a, a push pole stakeout pole or whatever. If I'm standing up and I'm pulling along and I see a fish coming, I can hit that button, reach down, grab my pole off my extension next to me and, uh, you know, fire a cast without having to fumble around to try and stop the boat. So You don't rattle around, make a lot of noise, have to fiddle with that thing and try and drive in the ground. It won't stick in one spot because it's too hard or it won't uh, go in another spot because it's too soft and you sit there and fiddle around for 30 seconds, you know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Trying so, to get your spot. Yeah, that's one. I mean, you know, that's obviously like, you know, Santa was listening and he was, you know, you know, I'm, I'm going to bring Chuck whatever he wants. 
and that's that's pretty much what what that would be. My in my household, we don't we don't buy our, ourselves or each other fancy Christmas gifts like that, man. In fact, this year, uh, it's rather tight in the Levi residence. But you know, there's a couple other things that I've been moved into a new house, so that's understandable, you know. Well, yeah, we're, I mean, we're renting here, and it's it's. Uh, but you know, with with having the boys and just just as. Uh, hours have been cut back at work and stuff. So it, it's been a little tight, but regardless of that, um, one of the things that, uh, one of the other things I've been really, really drooling over, and it's because Randy English keeps talking about how much he loves them, are the uh, Kuma Helios reels. So, yeah, I, you know, I love mine. Yeah, see? And so, uh, you know, I'd love to see one of those. That would be awesome. Um, I've got. I bought one because he bought one. That son of a gun. <laughs> yeah, that demo yeah, well, day we had one out there and we were all using it. I was like, I could have me one of these. Yeah. So, you know, uh we'll see if that if that should happen. I hear my wife in the kitchen, so maybe she's listening. Um also my birthday is on Wednesday, so I'm kinda close to Christmas, so as it is. So I definitely will uh see if I can't, you know, compound birthday and Christmas gift together for myself for a Helios. But uh yeah, it's a cool reel, man, and and it's it's a great value. And uh, one of the things that I think I've changed my mind about a lot is, you know, regardless of the name brand, what's the service going to be like? If if I should need to send something back, or if I have a customer that needs to send something back, you know, uh, do I want to wait three or four or five weeks to get a, a reel back from from the manufacturer? And maybe it's fixed. Maybe it still sounds like a coffee grinder. Or do I want a 48-hour turnaround, you know? And Akuma offers a 48-hour turnaround. So, yeah, it's incredible. My thing is I don't want to have to service them. I want them to to last and just to rinse them off real good and have the itch, you know? Yeah. And so far that one's held up pretty good. The CIs have held up pretty good. The 10 battles didn't hold up so well, but I'm going to take them apart good once in a while. I'll be interested to see how the – the new um, pen conflict uh, last. I saw Justin picked one up. Justin Ritchie yep. picked one. Uh, be interested to see how long how, how long that reel lasts uh, under extreme usage, and if anyone's going to put it under its testing, I think Justin's probably the guy for that. But uh, you know, it's that's pretty much it. I mean, I don't really have a, a whole lot that I mean. Trust me when I tell you, up right up there with the power pole, uh, a, a clutch fly rod in a and a nine weight would be like that. That would be it, man. I mean, if I can't get the power pole, I can get a clutch fly rod and a nine weight. That would be amazing. So, but you know, other than that, yeah. man, my wish list is See, pretty Danny's much. Danny's asking where Mr. Wade was yesterday. I was on a date. <laughs> Wade was on a hot date. Um, I was on a hot date. Alan sent me a message. Goes, what? What? What was his name? Uh, He's such a. He's he's such a nice nice friend. <laughs> yeah, and you stuck up for him earlier on the show. Um, you know, Christmas time, man. Now that now that I'm a dad and all, I mean, I just want my kids to have a good Christmas. And it's it's fun watching. What it was them. like with the little ones. Yeah, you know, it's it's fun to watch them tearing the gifts, man. I could care less. It's just like today, uh, Trey, my son was asking me if um, what I wanted for my birthday. And I told him, I said, I said, honey, I don't want anything for my birthday. I just want to go fishing. Like, <laughs> if you, if I can go fishing to be away from you guys for a day, that would be awesome. 
you know. Other than that, yeah. I, I don't you know. When's your care. birthday? Wednesday. This coming up Wednesday? Yeah, the 18th. Oh, happy birthday, man. Well, thanks, brother. Yeah. You're, the first, you're the first one. There you go. <laughs> um, there you go. Well, cool. My well, son's listen, the gonna... 21st, man. Yeah, it's my dad's birthday. Christmas, no, my baby. Dad's, I think my dad's is the 22nd. I don't know. Anyhow, listen, I want to get to your I want to get to your wish list, things that you would want uh, here in just a second. Let's hit a real quick commercial break, and when we get back, uh, we'll talk more with Wade and uh, figure out what it is that he might would want for Christmas that might would you know pique y'all's interest and go in to check, it, check out something. You're listening to the Redfish Chuck Show here on Monday night. The, whoa. You're listening to the Redfish Chuck Show, Monday night edition of Kayak Fishing Radio. Looking for a new cooler with a lifetime warranty and made 100% in the United States? Look no further than Orca Coolers. These roto-molded, rugged coolers feature premium quality, seamless construction, meaning they're built to take whatever you and Mother Nature throws at them. Orca Coolers allow ice to keep for days, and they have non-slip feet so your cooler stays where you want it. With secure external latch system, the lid always stays closed. Orca Coolers. Made 100% in the USA. Always has been, always will be. Check them out at orcacoolers.com. Looking for a group of kayak anglers to share your kayak fishing adventures with? Check out yakangler.com, your ultimate fishing resource. All right, then. Quick little short break just to kind of segment the show up a little bit. We're going to do more of that in the new year. Um, But we're back. And I got Wade Hollowell on the phone with me, and uh, we were talking. Hey, yeah, we were talking uh, Christmas wish list, man. What's on your list of things that you'd like to have that you've seen in the industry this year? Well, you know, fishing gear, I'm pretty good caught up on that kind of stuff. But there's always the accessories and things like that you like. Of course, I'm getting my propel in. That's a nice little present and. You know, uh, Randy was putting on Facebook. He got that uh, that little uh, 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 Bowman uh, that Elf Bone uh, native logo he had done. I was like, man, I want oh, yeah. those, man. I contact him. I've already got one in the mail coming to me. It's already heading my way. So that's kind of an early Christmas present. I thought that thing looked sweet. It's a great idea. So I jumped on one of those and. You know, I wouldn't mind having one of these uh, nice little orca coolers and stuff like that, you know. But that's, uh, you know, that's one of those uh, you have to have them or do you want to have them kind of things, you know. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm seeing these nice, neat little cameras come out, the Wasp and the Intova. What is it, Innova? Intova? Innova? Intova. 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 And the GoPros and things like that. I've always, I'm always eyeballing things like that and, and, uh, looking down the road to get those kind of things, you know. But I'm pretty, yep. uh, I like the gear The gear I'm fishing now, but I'm always looking at, at new rods and rods and reels, you know, just like everybody else. And I'm real happy with my Black Dog custom rods and two CI4s I use and the, and the Helios I use. Those are my, that's my main rigs. And, you know, I've got that big rig I, that uh, I caught that uh, big snapper on that, time i got the that shimano uh extra heavy that terramar with that uh that uh finnor reel so i think i'm pretty good set up for just about anything out of a kayak you know right there's always the always the little things the cameras and 
and some of the, you know, kind of the RAM mount kind of deals that you're always looking at that you want to accessorize and make your kayak a little more fun to, to play around with, you know? Yeah. Well, you carry I mean, all that stuff uh, in your store, Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> Not all that stuff, but I carry, I do carry a lot of stuff. Not my side over in the uh, kayaks by bow shop we do, but, uh, you know, I've got, I got, of course, I got the Helios reels and all that kind of stuff. I mean, super excited about uh, some stuff coming in here in the next couple of weeks. Um, so, yeah. Which, by the way, I just want to throw this out there. Thank you to everybody who showed up to our little open house kind of a thing that we did, uh, meet and greet, if you want to call it that barbecue session that we did on uh, Sunday. It was a lot of fun. It's cool to see a lot of familiar faces and meet new members of the Space Coast Kai Kingra family. Um, so it was good. Good times. I'm glad you, you, you and Alan and Peppy didn't show up because it meant there was more food for us. <laughs> I was, I was actually planning on going and I got a phone call from somebody and I was like, you that's know all what? right. Uh, hey, trust I, me, brother. When, I'm going to have to come, Yeah. When it comes that. to that, you don't have to, you don't have to explain yourself. It's fine. Um, but, yeah, so. uh, Greg Barry, he, he showed up with a, with a uh, yeah, said, gumbo. Yeah, he said he was he coming sh- with a gumbo and had all his family and stuff, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He showed up with a gumbo, indeed. A gumbo had shrimp and uh, oyster. No, shrimp, mussels, and grouper meat in it, which was yeah, pretty Yeah, Greg's a nice guy, man. I've fished yeah, with him super- a couple times. He's always a good guy, you know? Yeah, super cool guy. And then uh, we learned a lot about their uh, Christmas tradition this year. They're one of the only people I've ever heard to do this. This is kind of interesting. Greg's got like a 14-foot Christmas tree. Wow. In, in the, yeah, in the middle of his house. And then he's got, each one of the kids got their own mini Christmas tree. Yeah. That they can decorate themselves however they wanted to decorate it, whatever. And Once I was he like. He puts a star on top of that, uh, the star on top of that 14-foot tree. That's got to take some scaffolding or something, you know. He posted a picture of uh, Tammy, his wife, climbing up a ladder trying to get up there to decorate it. And, it looked a little shady. I mean, I wasn't sure if he was, uh, if there was a safety net below her or what was going on, but she didn't look like she was tethered off to nothing. So, but uh, very cool. It wasn't well, him that went up. He sent his wife up, huh? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, what was I going to say? So, uh, cool. So Christmas wish list. Anybody else in the chat room wants to get involved in this uh in this conversation about Christmas wish lists and whatnot, feel free to give us a shout. The uh, number is always the 714-816-4727. 714-816-4727. But now let's switch gears a little bit and uh, let's talk a little bit about sight fishing, what has been dubbed as the hardest redfish on the planet to catch, which are the ones that we have here in our backyard. Um, in clear water, making it even more difficult. Uh, do you have any uh, special techniques or anything like that you try to use, weight, or do you pretty much stay with the standard stuff we do when the water's dirty? Or, you know, do you paddle less? Do you drift more? I mean, do you have any, any special tips? I, uh, I pretty much do the same kind of thing. You just uh, you can see them a little bit sooner, and they see you a little bit sooner. I try and use a nice... Uh, floral leader that they're not supposedly can see and and I try not to uh throw my lure right as close to them you know 
throw it a little bit further away from them because they tend to draw to it instead of putting it right on top of them. Because when it's a little bit murky, you know, I'll throw it right in the middle of them and they'll hit it. You know, because they they just a reaction bite. But uh, but they don't, you know, they don't uh, just go on to the side as much as they they feel that vibration stuff. At least that's how I feel about it. You know, so I kind of fish them the same way except for that all yeah. the time. It's nicer when you can see them in the water. It's nice when you can see everything clear in the water, you know. To me, just the visual, it's, it's funner fishing that way. Yeah, so I, I like to see them. Yeah, I like to see them coming. I like to be able to see them off in a distance, kind of heading either your direction or away from you, whatever, and having the opportunity to be able to kind of slide out around them and jump out in front of them and present a proper cast, you know, it's really exciting. I really, really like when uh, when they get real sluggish, you know, like first thing in the morning, you find them kind of belly crawling along looking for whether it's uh, snails or little horseshoe crabs or little fiddler crabs. I like finding yeah. them when they're, they're, they're kind of just starting to feed and they're not real aggressive, but they're, they're definitely not turning down to anything. And I like to throw that fly at them. Um, this yeah. is my favorite time of year to to hurl the buggy whip. So, yeah, I like Oops. seeing when uh, you see like a big, uh, a big school of big mullet, and you see them big predator fish hiding in with the mullet. They're just laying in there with them. You see yeah. mullet, mullet, mullet. You're like, oh, that's not a mullet. You know, you see a nice big trout in there with them, just following along with them. You're like, yeah. well, damn, and you throw in there, and you you, and uh, so if I see mullet. I always throw the mullet because I always think there's something big in there with them somewhere. You know, the mullet stir up the ground and they, and they're trying to find a free meal, you know? Yeah. I mean, a, a good, a good point to that is, uh, if you think about it, when the mullet are in there turning everything upside down, you know, you've got these, uh, you've got these redfish and big trout that are kind of lazy waters, chilly. So they're not real, they're not real aggressive and they're kind of just swimming along for the, take a swimming along with them. And the next thing you know, a mullet might spook a shrimp out of the grass and they pounce all over it. So I'm with you. And anytime I find a big school of row mullet, I always, I always usually hurl a cast right down the center of the school because it just, you know, tends to work out that way. There's a couple of, a couple of flats here in uh, the Northern end of the, of the County in the Indian river that, uh, that those mullet tend to gather on pretty heavy. And when they do, it's pretty much a no brainer. Just go there. And like I say, just throw, whether it's a fly down the center or, you know, any kind of bait fish pattern, shrimp pattern, whatever, uh, it works real well, man. It's, it's a lot of fun to do. And, you know, it, it, it tends for me anyway, it, it tends to be pretty productive. Yeah. Well, especially... I like it though, when the water's, when that water's cold, those fish fight harder too. And that, uh, and that's uh, what I like. I mean, even the smaller reds fight harder when that water's cold. I guess they, there's more oxygen in the water and stuff like that. It's, it, it's kind of counterintuitive. You think they're cold, they're not going to fight as hard. But man, they, they fight a lot harder when the water's cold to me yeah. anyway. Oh no, they do. And, and what's cool is you can back down on, on the size of your gear in the wintertime because if you want to go even even lighter, you know, the fish are going to suffocate out as fast as they will in the summertime because the oxygen levels are different. So, you know, I tend to uh, bring along the little 1,000 Saros with four-pound monofilament with me every now and again. And wow. if I'm, Yeah, and if I'm in – dude, I'm telling you, 
you want to have a you want to have a good time forget about a barbie rod like i don't and, and kudos to all you barbie rod aficionados i don't get down on barbie rods i ain't got time for that so but i have a i have a six and a half foot crappie rod and, it, and it, it's nothing more than just a, a crappie rod um and a little a little 1000 size shimano Saros that i've got four pound monofilament on i don't i don't uh I don't tie a leader, uh, nothing. It's just straight four pound to a jig head. And you get yourself in and around some tailing fish and throw a, uh, like a Slayer Inc. SST or STB or whatever, uh, yeah. anywhere near them and hook up. And dude, you want to talk about fun. Oh, <laughs> and the best yeah, part about it. it uh, go ahead. I was going to say the best part about it is, are you going to be able to set the hook? <laughs> because you can't really pull that hard on a crappie rod. There's no backbone. I mean, it just bends forever. You know, uh, you, can you can you palm the spool and kind of pull towards you more or less than kind of a normal hook setting motion? Yeah, it works. But every now and again, you'll you'll button one up and he'll spit it. You know, you just can't, it's hard to bury the hook on that light on that light gear. But man, when they take off, it's like it's it's what I imagine a bonefish would feel like on a on a proper size rig. You know, they just haul butt and that little drag is just a screaming. It's awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I think it was a year, a year and a half ago, I was out there off Thousand Islands and had a, my spec rig out there because I had been seeing a lot of uh, small sheep head and stuff, and I was going to try and throw a little, just a little tiny jig at them. And I ended up putting a, a, a Johnson spoon on there and was just throwing it around, just goofing around and, and uh and the uh, overslot red hit it right at the boat. I mean, he must have followed it all the way because I saw him right as he came to rise. I was getting ready to pull it out of the water. He grabbed it and took off with it. And he took about a hundred yards of line out before I could get his head turned and start bringing him. He, he made a couple of nice long runs, but that six pound test on that little dink flimsy rod that was uh, he had that thing bent over in half. Man, that was a fun fun day catching that fish. Nice. It took me. It took me. 15 minutes to get him. Mean, he was just over slot too. It was a cold day, and and it's exciting when you see them. I mean, the, the, he grabbed that spoon probably not two foot from the boat, and then just took off with it. Yeah, uh, in the lagoon this time of year, since the grass tends to, well, some of the grass tends to live throughout the cold months. Um, I seem I seem to catch a lot more fish that are real real close to the kayak. You know, like. You're just about to lift that lure out of the water and, and get ready to throw it again. And so it just clobbers it right off the nose of the boat. And, uh, you know, it, it, it is a lot of fun. It's exciting. It, it gives you kind of a rush. But, you know, this time of year, fish are, tra- are transitioning from their bait, typical bait fish. They're feeding on the mullet and pins and pigs and croakers and whatnot uh, to more like little gobies and horseshoe crabs and, you know, small, small baby horseshoe crabs and all those kind of little crustaceans and whatnot. Um, so you, you tend to see more tailing fish this time of year than, uh, than I think you would in the summertime and even in the springtime. And now with the, uh, the shrimp moving the way that they're starting to move out of Oak Hill, I was talking to a couple of guys at the shop the other day and they told me there were thousands of little, small, like popcorn sized shrimp that were just all over the place. Everywhere, everywhere they went, there was shrimp everywhere. And, uh, they saw them, like, them savage, huh? I'm telling you, man, that. I'm, I'm glad I got those things back in again because uh, 
you know, the Savage Gear Shrimp, to me, the little one is what I'm going to throw on that, on that micro light. The, the little tiny, like two and a half inch shrimp is, uh, is, yeah, it's going to be sick, man. Um, as I feel like, like, like you said, you can throw those real small jigs on a light crappie rod. Um, I think I could throw that little shrimp a pretty good ways with this little combo. Um, I tried to fish with it the other day, um, throwing it on 10 pound braid and, uh, a new rod I'm, I've been playing with and, and I just can't, I can't, I couldn't get any distance on it, but, um, that little micro light, that's going to be the answer. And that little tiny shrimp is going to be awesome, man, especially for those belly crawlers. You know, just pull it in front of their face. They're going to clobber it. Uh, Matt, I think you're asking if I have any left. Yes, I do. Um, so, uh, yeah. Did you, did you get them, Ed? Bought a bunch from Chuck to ship over just so I could take a look to see. Um, yeah, I just wanted to see if you got them in. I, I hope you got them already. I mean, you sent them out the other day. But anyhow, Matt, yeah, I've got, uh, I've got quite a few in stock. So, um, but anyhow, it's, uh, it's a fun time of year, man. You know, it's, it's definitely challenging. It can be challenging. It could be, it could be about the most frustrating thing you'll ever do in your whole life as far as fishing is concerned. Um, there's been mornings or afternoons where I've gotten out and the fish are just not having it. And the longer you can stay out on the flat, the better off your day is going to be. Um, you know, I kind of laugh at the guys that go out early and get off the water at 10, 11, 12 o'clock, because you're just, you're not doing yourself a, a, a good service that way. Um, you definitely have to go out and, uh, and, um, wait it out man you got to wait for those fish to get warmed up and get really get their feed bags on as one of my buddies likes to say so uh i I always uh firmly believe that uh you know fish like to have breakfast lunch and dinner they don't i don't think they eat all day long they 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 get their breakfast and they have a little lunch later on and a little dinner you know three times a day is when they're best hitting you know they don't always hold true but i like to think that way you know no it it, keeps me out on the water it's actually really true because I mean, if you think about it, usually these fish will uh, will you know start chewing uh, you know late at night. I, I like to say late at night, early in the morning. While while it's still dark out, they're still they may still be moving around feeding on shrimp in deep water, you know. Um, and then they kind of like rest most of the morning as the sun's coming up. You, you, you'll find some fish. You'll be able to hook a few fish here and there at, from like sun up till ten o'clock or so. But from 10 o'clock till 2 can be really, really good. And then, again, from 2 to, say, right at dark or even into the night can be really, really good. I mean, it just, it just depends. It depends on what they're, what they're feeding on, you know. Um, it's, uh, it's, they're, they're, it's strange, man. Strange critters out there. So, uh so that's that. I got a question Chad, there. We're talking about culinary tables. Yeah, the sonar. Yeah, you know. Uh, I told uh, Alan about the sonar tables one time, and Alan goes, "Fish can't read." <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and Andrew Mixon, Andrew Mixon just posted that up, and not for nothing. But if if anybody else posted that up, I, I would probably not even have paid much attention to it. Not no offense, anybody, but. I think there's um, something to it. I, 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 I think, think they, there's something uh, to it as well. They, I think more of the, 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 the front coming through and stuff like that, weather patterns have more to it 
to do with it, the cylinder table, but they definitely seem to bite better when the cylinder table is favorable. So. I like what I like what Tammy said. When you take a break to eat a sandwich, the fish are going to eat too. And that's true. Um, what's crazy about that, I don't know how many of you guys offshore fish or have done much offshore fishing listening to the show, but it seems that no matter how many times you go offshore and you, you, you're trolling for dolphin, wahoo, kingfish, whatever, and you're having a real slow day, the second you bust out a, a cold piece of fried chicken, like a, like a breast, right? Because it's, it's a bigger piece of meat, so you're going to take your time to eat it, right? You figure it's slow. I got time. Rod goes off every stinking time. <laughs> or you crack open up a new drink. You take a sip. Boom. Fish goes off. It's just crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. But, you know, uh, the, moon, the moon phases, yeah, I believe that the, uh, the full moon is obviously uh, the best time to get out and fish the night bite because they can see the best. Um, the there's, other night, a, there's definitely a big moon rising tonight, so whoever is wanting to go out to Jack's is, uh, might, might not have a bad night because the moon's thought, rising good tonight, man. Yeah, I thought about doing that trip tonight. Um, but, uh, you know, me and Alex went out the other night looking for big trout, and unfortunately we, they were none to be found, or I'm sure they were there, but the water clarity right now in the Banana River Way near your old stomping ground, the, the Thousand Islands. Is yeah, I've been as, thinking about heading back out there again. Dude, the water clarity is as clear as I have seen it ever. <laughs> we were, we, me and Alex were out there, and we were in about five, six foot of water, and only with the moonlight you could still see the bottom. Yeah. That's, uh, I used to see giant schools of reds off the west end out there, and uh, I mean, just giant ones. That's where I've caught my biggest reds is out there off the West End. But, you know, a year ago, it was great fishing out there. I've caught, I've, been, I've caught so many trout over 20 inches out there. It's unbelievable. And, you know, lots of flies. The year before that, I was catching nothing but big reds out there, big reds or rat reds. And this last year, it's just kind of dried up. So maybe it's time for them to start moving back in. All right. So I went a little bit over time, but here's the deal. So we got to give away this Akuma. RTX. All right, it's a great little spinner reel. Uh, the RTX is the step below the Helios um, in cost. Great little reel. Doesn't matter where you are, anywhere you're located. If you're listening to the show, whether it be through the podcast or you're listening to the show uh, later on on iTunes uh, or you're listening to it now, um, here's the deal. What I want you guys to do is to go over to the Kayaks by Bow uh, page and the KBB Outfitters page on Facebook. I want you to share both of those pages, and I want you to uh, share them and tag this show. So you can do hashtag Redfish Chuck Show, hashtag Kayak Fishing Radio, whatever you want to do, but share, share those two pages, tag us, and for everyone that does that, I'm going to put your name in a hat, and then we're going to draw the name. We'll draw the name. How about we do this? How about we draw the name and give the reel away next Monday night? Because that will give everybody kind of time to listen to the show throughout the week or whatever. And uh, next Monday night, you know you'll win. It's a nice little kind of early Christmas gift. So um, there you go. So it's simple. 
go on Facebook, go to the KBB Outfitters page, the Kayaks by Bo page, and uh, share both of those and tag the show, whether it be Redfish Chuck Show or the uh, just Kayak Fishing Radio. Either way is fine. And then uh, we'll get your name in the hat. There you go. Man. Boom. And Free if you win, the bomb, man. Actually, if you win the RTX, here's an, here's the deal. If you win the RTX, since we've been talking about the uh, the Savage Gear Shrimp, if you win the RTX, I'll throw I'll throw in um, I'll throw in a a Savage Gear Shrimp, one of each size that I got. So there you go. Not a bro handshake. Are you throwing a bro handshake? I will most definitely throw in a bro handshake. <laughs> What? So that's what we're going to You can't do. lose there. There you go. You can't lose. So what's what what what's Kayaks by Bo's Facebook page? It's Kayaks by Bo Inc. So there you go. Kayaks by Bo Inc. is the Facebook page. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate that. I forgot to, forgot to throw the uh, the deal in. Sorry, I'm late. No problems. No problem, Justin. Did you hear how to win the uh, the reel? No. Uh, I'll repeat it again at the end of the show. But yes, back to sight fishing. So, uh, you know, he's he said in the. He was uh, be on, I don't see him on the forum. Yeah, there he that, is. I see him. Yeah. As the XJ, there he is. There you go. So, uh, you know, Tammy and I were talking a couple of uh, about a week ago or so, maybe two weeks ago. Tammy and I were talking about her favorite way to get out and uh, target you know, predatory fish in any water situation. She likes to fish the edges of grass lines. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, uh, <laughs> one of the things, <laughs> one of the things. <laughs> That's right, Justin, you missed it. <laughs> gave away a, a Hobie Outback. Uh, one of the things that, uh, that she told me was, you know, fish use those, uh, you know, I know you said the edges of anything, but I'm using grass lines as, as an example, Tammy. Just call the show, Tammy. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, if you find yourself on, on, along the shoreline, the edge of the shoreline, or if you're out on the edge of a flat, on the edge of a drop-off, you're on the edge of a grass line, you're uh, around some, some down timber, you know, obviously most of the fish we like to target are ambush feeders. A lot of them are. Um, yeah, redfish are kind of more or less a catfish with a uh, spot on their tail. So I mean, they they work, but uh, you know, it's 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 a little bit different um, in the Mosquito Lagoon because we don't really have a whole lot of we don't really have a whole lot of changes. Uh, I'm just kind of using uh, what what um, Una Moss said there in the, in the chat room. Changes in bottom contour. We don't have a lot of that. There are a lot of there are a few. Uh, flats within paddling range or pedaling range of boat ramps where from years and years and years ago when the uh, when the um, settlements used to be up there people used to have the fish camps up there all up along the Mosquito Lagoon before NASA came in there's a lot of the old uh, channels that would run up into the shoreline to those little fish uh, camps and whatnot that are still there so those those channels and the channel edges, man, those things are are great places to fish. When you come upon, you know, a spot that's uh, when you come upon a spot that's uh, a transitional spot between 
say two foot of water and four foot of water. And then you've got this little narrow channel that runs up and uh, just on the other side of it, maybe, you know, 10, 20 yards wide, you have, a, you know, another flat that starts there. The, just on the edge, literally on the edge, I've caught so many fish that just hang out like right on the edge of where that water drops down. I don't know if yeah, they I've use had it. Less as, luck on, I've had less luck on big drop-offs than I have with just minor drop-offs, like yeah. a six-inch drop, the six-inch change. You know, there's certain spots around the mangrove islands and stuff like that, and it'll drop off from a foot deep to 18 inches deep. And it seems like I've always had good luck in places like that. Yeah, well, you know, I mean... That's why the it, NMZ is uh, good along the edge of those mangroves, because there's certain spots where it's shallower further out from the mangroves, but there's like a natural channel right up against the mangroves. It's a, a, a nice six inches... Six to eight inches deeper, right up against the mangroves, and it's uh, a lot of big fish hang out there, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a flat that's that's pretty close to Pine Island that I like to fish from time to time, and uh, there's a couple of uh, residential canals that run back up into the shoreline uh, around Manti Cove and some of the other areas, and I've caught a pile of redfish and big trout right on the edges of those. Uh, those residential canals that run back up into the shoreline. Um, and tarpon too, man, they hang up in there, the flat right against the edge of the canal there, right up against the mangroves in a lot of those places too. Yeah, sure do. The little juvie tarpons. Yep. And what's cool, what, what's cool is exactly what Wade just said. There's times where you go and you'll, you'll kind of come across a flat and all of a sudden it just, just barely kind of dips down maybe a few inches deeper and it might rise right back up again. So you might be, in the middle of a small pocket on the bottom or so a little, a little depression in the bottom. And, uh, for whatever reason, those fish just tend to gravitate towards it. There's a spot. I'll tell you this. There's a spot near the South end of Mosquito Lagoon that's on the in dead smack in the middle of a flat. And it drops from typical depth of or average depth. There's about a foot and a half, to two foot. And if it's a foot and a half, the, the hole is about close to three foot deep. And if it's two foot deep, you know, or so, it's about three and a half foot deep or so. So, I mean, it, it's not a huge drastic difference, but it's just enough to kind of, you know, be very noticeable. And, and what you'll find, especially in the wintertime, is you'll find giant wads. And people say they don't school up in the wintertime as much as they do in the spring and summer. You'll find wads of redfish and black drum hanging out together in the same spot and they'll just be all laid up next to each other, hardly even moving. And you can just sit there and just wear on them because they don't want to leave. So, uh, yeah, they don't want to leave. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, there you go. So that's, that's, that's one of those things. Oh, and, and here's another little tip for you too. So, you know, I know we got a lot of listeners from around the country and we, we tend to talk, uh, a bit a bit more about our redfish and stuff than, than most other species because reds just tend to be one of our main target species. But this time of year, do not hesitate to throw soft plastic crabs. Uh, I've already had uh, multiple customers who have come in who have bought soft plastic crabs, Z-Man crabs from me, and have done really, really well on tailing fish, on fish that are laid up in potholes. It is without a without a doubt the easiest soft plastic to fish. I mean, you want to get somebody who's never fished before to get out there and try and 
uh, hook a fish, a uh, hook a redfish this time of year. Get yourself a you soft get away plastic. Puffer fish. <laughs> yeah. Well, hook yourself. I was up throwing those. Pl- I was going I was throwing those gulf peeler crabs at that Allen Cars tournament, man. I was catching one puffer fish after the other. That's all I was catching all day. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, to me, it's uh, it's one of those things. I love to throw those crabs because it's it's just it's dummy fishing. It's so easy, you know, and, and it's easy to overwork them. You don't have to do that. All you have to do with these things, literally, is either rig them weedless or rig them on a jig head. Throw them as far as you possibly can in the direction of fish that you know are there, and hold hold the rod tip down towards the water, and just crank. <laughs> That's it. Just crank. Just real slow. Turn the handle nice and slow. Don't jig it. Don't uh, don't do anything to it other than just reel it. And uh, yeah, soak those puppies in Procure. They come they come Procure scent on them already, but it doesn't hurt to put a little bit extra on there. But just slowly drag the thing. You know, just scurry yeah, along. I was, the a, I was putting a split shot about two foot above them and just giving it a little. I was just working it real slow, putting a little tap, you know, just tap just so they would come off the bottom and then just settle down. And and I wasn't really jigging it. I was kind of dragging it, like you say, but, you, you know, you you lift. I wasn't even pulling hard. I was just kind of raising it up and then letting it sit down, you know. Yeah, see, trying I, to and, make it flutter down. All I try to do is just drag that thing through the grass. And one of the problems is, or one of the problems guys run into is sometimes they won't lay in the grass because of using a weedless hook. Sometimes there's just not enough lead on the on the bottom of that keel, that weedless hook, to get it to sink. Um, I, I want to say that its owner makes a makes the monster hooks, which are a, a soft plastic weedless hook, and they actually have a, a heavier tungsten weight or heavier lead weight on that shank. It's heavier than the 32nd ounce or 16th of an ounce. Um, uh, I think they have them in like an eighth ounce and, or even a little bit heavier than that. But, uh, we use a three thirty second owner on those, uh, DOA airheads I use. So yeah, imagine they do pick a bigger one. Yeah. So, you know, I, I like, I like the heavier weight to get it down. Weedless versus jig head grudge match. <laughs> um, E versus I, T. <laughs> yeah, I, I personally, man, I prefer a jig head over weedless, and and the reason why is just because I like everything to kind of be, I like my I like my hook point to be completely out of the bait. I, I like I don't I don't want to have to hope that that fish grabs it just right to where he bends down that plastic enough to get a good proper hook set. I mean, and to me, I'm just saying to me, uh, if it's got if it's got uh, weeds on it, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's a crab. Like, at the end of the day, it's a redfish who eats crabs every day. That's what he does. Um, they're used to seeing stuff come out of the grass with grass on them. They dig stuff out of the mud to get to it. So it, it, if it's moving and it smells like something they should eat, they're going to try and eat it. Um, we've got those little uh, spider crabs or decorator crabs in the river that, that tend to put, like, seagrass on their backs of their shells and stuff to try and camouflage themselves. So go with it, you know, and plus two, when you're, when you're, as it gets later in the afternoon, you can throw like SSTs or shad tails or whatever you want to throw that jig head, man, I've lost a lot less fish on the jig head than I ever have on a weedless hook just from hooks popping out, you know, um, 
when he eats that thing on a jig head, I'm ripping his face off and he ain't getting away, you know, and with the weedless hook, I just tend to, I tend to miss some fish, to be honest. So, yeah, I um, thought those SSBs were the best baits ever till those STBs come out, man, and just catch one fish right after the other off those darn things, man. Yeah. It's amazing how, uh, you know, it's just a dang soft plastic bait. It's just a stupid soft plastic bait, but then things catch fish, man. They do. I don't know, uh, know. I don't know what Chris, Chris, Chris did, but those things catch some dang fish. Well, you know, when when you throw a bait, especially in in a dirty water situation, when you throw a bait that not only kicks like crazy in the tail, but also tends to wobble side to side a little bit, you're throwing off such a vibration off that bait that those fish can pick it up right, right along their lateral line and hone in on it. They don't even have to see it. They just have to feel it, know that it's in the area, and they can track it down by using that lateral line and just inhale it. So, I mean... I think that's pretty much the reason why Slayer baits for me are my go-to baits now is because, you know, after had given Peppy so much crap about trying them for the first time, after throwing that shad tail a couple of times, the SST, I felt that tail really vibrate real strong. You feel it all the way through the rod. Yeah, and, and, and to me, the SST, you would think that would catch more fish than any of them, but to me, I catch, I've been catching more on that. I've been having better strike positions percentage on the STBs and yeah. intuitively to me it would be the SST with that that big that big shad tail that wobbles so good that would attract more fish but I've had more with that twitch bait I don't know why I was saying I have no idea why it just seems like they catch fish more for me yeah they work well they work well well listen we're going to hit one more commercial break when we get back we're going to uh kind of wrap things up a little bit. We'll talk a little bit more about what's coming up here in the next couple of weeks. And then, uh, you know, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll let you guys get out of here somewhat early tonight. So, uh, again, you're listening to the Redfish Chuck show here on Monday night on kayak fishing radio network. Looking for a group of kayak anglers to share your kayak fishing adventures with check out yachtangler.com, your ultimate fishing resource. Give me the flat to dawn with plenty of tailing fish. And the perfect fly rod. Yeah. And get ready for some magic. What an awesome piece, man. I got one. Oh, damn, I got him. You got it. I got him. Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never ends. Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help. Looking for a new cooler with a lifetime warranty and made 100% in the United States? Look no further than Orca Coolers. These roto-molded, rugged coolers feature premium quality, seamless construction, meaning they're built to take whatever you and Mother Nature throws at them. Orca Coolers allow ice to keep for days, and they have non-slip feet so your cooler stays where you want it. With secure external latch system, the lid always stays closed. Orca Coolers, made 100% in the USA, always has been, always will be. Check them out at orcacoolers.com. Yeah, so uh, so going back to fishing clear water and stuff like that for uh, redfish, trout, snook, if you can find them, tarpon, if you can find them. Uh, I'll tell you what, for you fly throwers out there, um, I hope that that little community grows as, as you know, you start to see more and more of it, um, the fly fishing community that is. Uh, all these guys that are doing really sick videos out of uh, – the keys and doing videos out of uh, 
you know, Louisiana, the West Coast. I mean, there's just a lot of buzz right now in, about the fly fishing community. But anyhow, um, I'm really excited about throwing real small um, gurglers and um, shrimp patterns, rattling shrimp, um, some tarpon toads or redfish toads, things like that. Some uh, try and get on these fish with the fly rod this year is, is really going to be, I think, my main focus. I don't know how much of the spin stuff I'm going to, I'm going to do over the winter time. Um, I'm really going to try and leave it alone. Just focus on the fly. You know, a good floating line this time of year is nice because it'll, uh, it'll keep you up out of the grass, especially when we have floating grass, which we're about to start probably unfortunately having to deal with quite a bit. But, uh, you know, it's going to be, uh, it'll be good. It'll be good winter. You know, we've already got great signs of fish that have been caught so far and, and, you know, still we got some bait still hanging around. The earlier on, when we were talking about the shrimp um, in the thousands in the lagoon right now. Crazy. So, uh, what Saturday in January do you want to do casting lessons at KBB? I don't know, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it. I don't know. Uh, we'll figure it out. We're gonna just to kind of let you know. I, and I don't want my show to become a commercial about KBB Outfitters. Um, of course, naturally, I'm going to talk a little bit about it here and there because, I mean, it's my business. But um, we are going to offer fly tying classes and casting lessons at Kayaks by Bo and KBB Outfitters. Uh, Tammy has agreed to do uh, casting lessons, and she has not yet told me she would do tying lessons, but I think I'm going to just suck her into that too. So um, if you want to learn how to throw a fly, I would suggest you – get with Tammy and, and see what we can do as far as setting that up. Um, it's a lot of fun. I mean, to me, there's nothing better than fly fishing. I mean, there's, there's some people that don't like it. It's not their cup of tea and that's fine. You know, I've been doing it since I was 10 years old and I, and it's just, to me, it's just second nature. I, I absolutely love it this year. I'm, I'm really wanting to, uh, <laughs> I'm really wanting to uh, get out there and do some shad fishing. So Tammy has agreed to take me shad fish and I'm getting kind of excited about that. It's a lot like catching juvenile tarpon from what I understand. Um, I've seen so, those uh, guys out there uh, just off that uh, 46 wading out there. There's a little kind of a, a flat along this fence line where they just sit out there and with fly rods catching shad. Yeah. Those, uh, shad are a pretty good fighting fish. They stink. <laughs> I've caught a few of them on minnows, and they stink to high heaven to me. Well, I want to catch shad, and I want to try and catch some specks. So if I could catch some specks to eat and some shad just to say that I did it, then that's a pretty good day, you know. And so uh, we're going to be closed at the shop. We decided we're going to close the shop for two weeks after Christmas. Um, if anybody absolutely has to have something, you know how to get a hold of me. I can meet you at the shop, but... We're, I need to take some time off after the holidays and kind of wrap my head about wrap my head around what our next move will be there at the store as far as inventory and that kind of thing. Um, can't, I need uh, to stock up on your Slayers then, huh? Yeah, no, no, no crap. Um, <laughs> so uh, you look at everybody, crap. I need a I need to buy a rod. And <laughs> says, what? Well. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it is what it is, man. I got to do what I got to do. I just, you know, Tom and Lynn are going to be closed for two weeks, and, and they told me, you know, why don't you just close up? Plus two, that'll give us an opportunity to work on a filming project that we're going to be working on. Um, 
that makes you know that'll make it a little bit easier to do that without having to be inter- interrupted but with work. So, uh, but well, after this I'll Friday, be, I'm gonna be off for the beginning of the year, man. So awesome. So, uh, but you, and that'll that'll work out well because we'll get we'll get a lot of fishing done. But what uh, I want to take a second real quick though, seriously, to thank everybody who's come out to the shop and and just given us an opportunity to uh, to get some of your business. Um, I know that there's a lot of competition out there. Um, in the tackle industry between big box stores and small mom and pop shops and stuff. And, you know, I, I just, I feel very, very blessed to have had such a great kind of opening with the store. Um, things have gone much better than we had anticipated for this particular portion of our business. Um, but you know, it's, uh, it's growing. So, and along with that, you know, I, I hope that our customer base grows with it and enjoys everything that we're trying to put together. Um, thank you, Randy English, for providing the shop with Twinkies. <laughs> so yeah, I'll uh, tell you what, working up there at uh, Paris, and uh, a lot of people know that I, you know, I'm, uh, you know, big into fish and all that stuff, and they're like, hey, you've been in the new Bass Pro Shop? I was like, eh, I usually do my shop, and I said, I ain't got nothing against Bass Pro, but if I can buy it at, you know, Harry Goods or KBB Outfitters, I keep throwing those two names out there to everybody, you know. I appreciate so I, that. I spread, I spread the word, saying I, 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 I try and give them my business. I said that there's something that Bass Pro Shop carries that they don't carry. You know, you know, I'll go up there and get there. You know, because they they carry you know all kinds of stuff that you know Richard and you don't carry. You know, I ain't got no problem going up there and get stuff up there like that. But hey, you know, for the good yes. stuff, you guys carry the good stuff. You know. Bass Pro Guess Shop what? carries the big box store stuff. You guys carry the good stuff, you know. Guess what? I got, I got what? A, I got a, <laughs> I got a giant catalog. That in that catalog is everything you could possibly ever want to purchase ever for the outdoor yeah. industry. And so, if anybody is out there looking for something, whether it be a tent or sleeping bag, thermocell, or any of that kind of stuff. I mean, it could be pots and pans to cook with. Literally, we have just an unlimited uh, ordering potential. So, no, but, you know, and I appreciate that because, you know, shops like Richard's store down there, Harry Goods, um, everybody's got, you know, we got to support those guys. I still support Richard. I drive down to Richard's store and buy fly time material. Hey. Well, he's got the south end, you get the north end, man. That's it. And and Richard and I have a have an, a great, an absolute great relationship. I mean, we really, really do. We 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 work very well together. Um, you know, we, he sends some business my way, and I send business down his way. And um, there you go. So use stakeout polls. So Matt's saying we just actually, I think we. I swear to goodness, I think we have a use stakeout poll at the shop. Um, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we do. It's not in the catalog, but I'm pretty sure that we do. That's funny. Um, yeah. Randy yeah, will go out back and chop off a piece of PVC right now, man. Yeah. Well, uh, let me let me go down and uh, let me check on that, Matt. I'll let you know. But anyhow, we're we're getting way off topic. So so basically, here's the deal. Uh, don't forget if you want to if you want an opportunity to win the Akuma RTX, it's very very simple. Um, I, uh, what, if you can sell a big green egg, I'll buy one from you. Let me look into that. 
Stand by. So uh, anyhow, um, it's very simple. Go on Facebook, share the KBB Outfitters page, share the Kayaks by Bow Inc. page, and tag either the Redfish Chuck Show or Kayak Fishing Radio. Either way, it's fine. Um, in your shared post, and everybody that does that will will get a uh, will get a uh, a name in the hat. Your name will go in the hat, and so. I will do uh, I'll do the drawing next Monday night here on the show. So just listen to the show and I'll call it whoever wins name and you know give me your address you know in a message or whatever and I'll send you out the reel and a couple of the uh, Savage Gear plastics, um, natural cork popping corks. I'm sure I can get them. I've never them. used a natural cork popping cork. I've used a I've used a a popping cork used to be my go-to bait with a new uh, a, a Gulp new penny shrimp under that thing. I've caught so many yeah. fish with that rig. You know what else yeah. works with a pot? Well, you don't really use it as a popping cork, but the specs, you put a minnow under them, you know, it's not really a popping cork, but you just pop that, you know, that uh, cork you use with a speck. You don't want to use too big of a, a cork. You want the, the, the speck to be able to pull it down, but I've caught so many specs, you know, crappie, just yeah. jigging that little bobber across the water. Yeah, when they're not biting, I, you do that. All of a sudden, they'll start hitting it. it. I'll tell you what. If I can't order natural cork popping corks, I will whittle you some natural cork popping corks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, hold on a second. I just saw that real quick. Um, Non-pro staff Murdoch just said that uh, everyone else was posting instead of sharing. Make sure you share those pages. That's important that you share them. Um, so you got to share a page. And yeah. so you share a page, and then you share another page, and then you hashtag either one or both of them. Either one doesn't saying? matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You but you gotta you gotta you gotta share KBB Outfitters, and you have to share. I don't think you can share them at the same time, right? You share one, then you share yeah, the you next sh- one, yeah. and you hashtag. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Pretty easy. So just do that, and then uh, your name will go in a hat, and then you know we'll call the winner out next Monday night. I don't know. We'll see. Might throw something else in there too. May have a runner up prize. We'll see. M- might get crazy with it. It is the holiday Still season. Big prize. Yeah. And uh, with that being said, uh, Wade, would you like to uh, thank any of your supporters? Oh, you know, I always want to support, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of them native kayaks. And I'm a big fan of KBB Outfitters, Kayaks by Bow, Black Dog Custom Rods. I always got my vote. Cool. I'm sure you got um, a few of them that you'd like to throw out there. I got a couple. I'll throw it back at you. <laughs> I've got a few. Um, and, uh, you know, these... And I'll these... Just, uh, let me, before you go on, I'll, I'll throw out the Slayer Ink Baits, man, because I always got their back. Yeah. Well, that's a good one. I appreciate that. Um, these folks that uh, that we uh, that I'm about to rattle off are my supporters. They're folks who help me do what it is that I do in the outdoors, and I absolutely love it. Um, so, you know, you, you, the haters can hate if they want to. I'd like to thank 
Hobie kayaks, orca coolers, tackle webs, railblazer yak gear, ego nets, ENO, bending branches, Slayer ink lures, of course, KBB outfitters and KBB, real adrenaline energy drinks, and adventurous custom rods. Um, to all of those people, I, I would like to thank them all individually um, for what they do for me, what they've done for me this year. It's been absolutely incredible. Uh, to say the least, my journey this year throughout this industry has been a lot of fun. Um, looking forward to doing more of it next year. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm very blessed to have affiliations with all of those brands. I'd hope that you guys would take some time to check them out if you haven't heard of any of them, which I doubt. But if you, if you have, give them a shout on Facebook. Just tell them you heard about them here on the show. I would definitely appreciate it. And then, uh, also, too, to all the people out there that listen to this show and make the show possible. Um, thank you very much for an awesome year. Obviously, it's not my last show for the year, but, you know, we're getting there. And uh, with everyone traveling for the holidays and such, might as well throw it out there that, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I'm sure Peppy and Alan feel the same way. We really want to uh, take the opportunity to thank you guys for sharing your Monday nights with us and uh, look forward to bigger and better things as we go forward. Um, and then also, too, again, to all my friends I've made throughout this year uh, here in the industry, you know, your friendship means more to me than you guys could ever know. So uh, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's more of a brotherhood, as you guys well know. So, but thank you very much for listening to tonight's show. Uh, if you guys have any comments, questions, or concerns pertaining to the show, feel free to shoot me an email. It's redfishchuck at hotmail.com. Uh, you can hit me up on Facebook. If we're not friends on Facebook, feel free to request to be my friend i will be your friend we can be friends <laughs> and won't you uh, be my friend won't you be I my neighbor be, i will be your neighbor i will be your friend i'll bro handshake you but uh that's it so guys listen take it easy god bless be safe this week and uh look forward to uh, monday night where we announce the winner of the rtx and hopefully a great fishing report for me for my birthday so uh wade thanks so much for calling brother you uh, you definitely made it a little bit easier on me. All right, all right. And with that, we are out. Let's try and find something cool to go out to tonight. Let's see if there's a, a cool, I think there's like a rock and roll type exit music that we can maybe do. Let's see. Get on getting uh, on. You know what yeah. I say? Be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. <laughs> for true, for true. <laughs> I always like the rim shot. The rim shot's the best. The rim shot's the best. All right, folks, I can't find anything awesome to go out with, so we're just going to go out with our normal music. Again, I appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys next week. Take it easy. See you. Hey. Kayak Fishing Radio presents From the Space Coast of Florida. The Redfish Chuck Show, featuring your host, Charles Levi, a.k.a. Redfish Chuck, and the Redfish Chuck Show's co-host, Alan Riley.